This episode has been brought to you in part by the Azrieli Music Prizes. Join them in celebrating artistic excellence at the AMP Gala Concert, live from Maison Symphonique in Montreal, happening October 20th at 7.30 p.m. Eastern. Orchestre Metropolitain will premiere award-winning music by laureates Aharon Harla, Iman Habibi, and Rita Ueda. Learn more at azrielifoundation.org backslash AMP. It's municipal election season in most parts of Canada this fall, with campaigns in full swing across B.C. and Ontario and Manitoba and parts of the Northwest Territories. These are all happening in October, and they're coming up in November for residents in PEI and in parts of New Brunswick. In Ontario, Election Day is Monday, October the 24th. And in Toronto, it looks as though Mayor John Tory will be re-elected for a third time. But it's going to be interesting to watch what happens in Vaughan and in Ottawa and in Hamilton, where three longtime mayors are stepping down. And some of the people running to replace them are very familiar names from provincial politics. Meanwhile, in Brampton, will failed Conservative Party leadership candidate Patrick Brown get his old mayor job back? And what about Richmond Hill, where one of the candidates for mayor has a shady past and keeps being sanctioned for disrupting council meetings? This municipal election may also be one where hardly anybody votes. If last time's any indication, four years ago in the election of 2018, Ontario saw the lowest voter turnout in nearly 40 years at just 38% voting. So what does that mean for Jewish voters? Well, plenty, as you'll hear. Because there is not the party structure in Ontario for municipal and, and, and school board races, you have the chance of having two or three members of our community running in the same ward where provincially or federally that may not happen. I'm Ellen Besner, and this is what Jewish Canada sounds like for Wednesday, October the 12th, 2022. Welcome to the CJN Daily, a podcast of the Canadian Jewish News, sponsored by Metropia. Welcome back, everybody. I hope you and your families had a good long weekend and you have been enjoying Sukkot. Did you get a chance to shake the Lulav and Etrog? I did with the set that I bought at a pop-up Sukkot store called Gun Aiden. It's on Van Horn in Montreal, where I am now. It was busy there on Sunday afternoon, and I was the only woman in the place. I don't know, are women not supposed to go buy the four species set? Anyway, I went. It was $100 cash, but as you might remember, Sukkot importers almost didn't have any sets to sell this year in Quebec, thanks to a mix-up with the Canadian Customs Office at the Quebec-U.S. border, which we reported on here on the CJN Daily. So I bought mine. It's all good. We'll shake it at the end of the podcast. And on today's show, we'll be looking ahead at the Ontario municipal elections and the school board elections. And you'll meet Stephen Adler. He's a lobbyist. He works with a strategy firm called National Public Relations in Toronto. And although he doesn't work for the Jewish community now, he did in his previous job with CJA, where he did government relations in Ontario. So he's well-placed to know how the political scene works, and he's been watching these upcoming elections for the municipal governments and for the school board trustees too, where the Israel-Palestine issue and anti-Semitism have been playing out at school boards like York Region, in Ottawa, in Toronto, and even in Waterloo. That's all coming up, but first, here's what's making news elsewhere in Canada right now. 
I'm Jessica Myers in Ramah Beit Shemesh, Israel, and this is what Jewish Canada sounds like. Speaking of municipal news, if you're in Ottawa, you should check out an exhibit that opens at Ottawa City Hall starting this Sunday on October 17th. It's called For the Child, and it's all about the kinder transport. The traveling show comes from Vienna and tells the story of how 10,000 Jewish children from Germany, Austria, and Czechoslovakia were rescued from the Holocaust in 1938 and 1939, taken to safety in England, although many never saw their parents alive again. The exhibit will show the objects that some of these kids took with them in their suitcases, which they've lovingly kept stored all these years. The show runs for only two weeks and ends October 31st. And joining us now from Toronto, from the offices of the National PR, where he is a senior executive, is Stephen Adler. Welcome to the CJN Daily. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here. It's good to see you again after all these years, where we used to see each other while you were stalking the corridors of power at the City of Toronto uh, council meetings, working for your firm, listening to what was going on. And I was bringing my students from Centennial College Journalism to interview all the city councillors. It was a crazy time with Rob Ford and others, so... It's a crazy time, but it was also probably one of the best times because people paid attention to municipal politics in Ontario. All right, let's move into specifically, we're coming up to a municipal and school board trustee election in Ontario. Nobody usually pays attention to school boards, but the last couple of years, last two years, school boards have been flashpoints for issues affecting the Jewish community. Let's hear some of your, some of the municipal elections that you're watching. Let me turn to Vaughan, where I lived for many years, and I I know our community has a great standing in Vaughan. We have a couple of fascinating races. Maritza Bevilacqua retires, says he's not running again. So we have Sandra Young-Racco, a longtime councillor, two-time Liberal candidate for MPP candidate in Thornhill, strong Liberal connections, running against Stephen Del Duca, the former minister, the former MPP, the former leader of the Ontario Liberal Party. We have transportation and gridlock being one of the biggest issues in Vaughan, yet we have a liberal, former liberal leader who disagreed with what the Ford government proposed as a solution to end gridlock. So I'm watching that one because it's actually a civil war in the Liberal Party. And it's going to be fun to watch. But I'm also watching it for a different reason. Sandra Rocco's husband, Mario, the former MPP, is running for council and regional council. So in a council of nine, we actually have the possibility of a husband and wife being two of the nine votes on a nine-person council. I'm watching the Thornhill race in Ward 5 between Alan Sheffman and Gila Marto. Alan has been the city councillor for a number of years. Gila is the former MPP. Neither of them are outsiders trying to change the way things are being run at City Hall. But I'm waiting to see what happens and watching that race. In Toronto, I'm watching the seven open wards where either people have retired, like Denzel Min and Wong, John Fillion, Anna Balau, or I'm looking at the wards where Michael Ford was elected provincially. Kirsten Wong Tam was elected provincially. Mike Layton and Joe Cressy both decided not to run again. Why am I paying attention to it? Well, I live in University Rosedale Ward, and I have an interest in who my local councillor will be now that Mike is not running again. But 
we now have the strong mayor legislation that will allow the mayor upon real uh, upon election will allow the mayor upon election in Toronto <laughs> to put forward some policies and a budget where two-thirds of council will have to vote to override it. We have seven open seats in 25. What happens there? Will there be a large enough block of op potential opposition to the mayor and will the opposition block be able to organize? I'm from Hamilton. I am looking at the race for mayor of Hamilton because a lot of people may not know that Andrea Horvath was the federal candidate in 1997 when I was a campaign manager for the conservative in Hamilton West. She then became the uh, city councillor. She then became elected as the MPP. She then became the leader of the MPP, uh, leader of the NDP. She ran four times as the leader of the NDP, stepped down election night, is now running for mayor of Hamilton as the outsider looking in, except she's been in elected office for a long time. Nothing against Andrea. I'm not endorsing, nor am I not endorsing. I'm looking at Ottawa, where Mayor Jim Watson, who gave me my start in politics, is not running again. And we have a couple of candidates running to see who can be elected there. I'm looking in Brampton. Can Patrick Brown be re-elected in Brampton? I'm looking in Mississauga, where Noka Darub is running for city council, former school board trustee, who has made a career on fighting discrimination and supporting all communities. Do you know how many Jewish candidates there are that we should be careful? I mean, besides Thornhill, which are high profile ones, are there other ones? There are a bunch of Jewish candidates across the board. I mean, we have uh, a bunch running for the Toronto District School Board uh, and a bunch running for City Council. But it's also, one must not only look at the Jewish candidates where they're running, but it's where they're not running. And are we having a Jewish candidate running against a friend? And could someone sneak up the middle to take out that friendly voice? And so that is always a threat as well. In Eglinton Lawrence, we have a friend of the community who is the incumbent. In Eglinton Lawrence, we have some challenges, challengers who are members of our community and friends. And at the end of the day, one of them is going to win, but it's not an additional community voice sitting around the council table because we already have a community voice. And so if I could ever wave my magic wand to change how things are done in Toronto, I would hope that we could have gotten more community run members running in the so seven open wards to increase the community voices around the table. Mm -hmm. It's We've talked a lot about it. It's there's a lot to unpack and it's fascinating stuff for people who are interested in, in, in learning more about municipal politics. Uh, as you said, it is the most uh, direct effect on people. The biggest issue facing most city councillors is end of day garbage day. Why wasn't my garbage picked up or why was my why was my leaf bags knocked over? Or why is there a stop sign? Why isn't there a stop sign? Why are they driving too quickly? Not quickly enough. That is municipal politics right there. 
The CJN and Stephen Adler are hosting a political in-person schmooze on Thursday, October 12th in a sukkah in a Toronto backyard. You can email me at ebessner at thecjn.ca for more details. And if you want to read more about the Ontario municipal elections, we've put a link in our show notes to the CJN's political writer, Josh Liebline, and his series called Doorstep Postings, where he profiled some of the Jewish candidates to watch around the province. And that's what Jewish Canada sounds like for this episode of the CJN Daily, sponsored by Metropia, integrity, community, quality, and customer care. Today's listener shout-out goes to John Diener in Ottawa. He's a butcher, and you might recall that we interviewed him in the spring after he personally escorted Prince Charles and Camilla around the Byward Market when they were in Canada. Well, Buckingham Palace has just announced that the coronation for King Charles is next May 2023. John's already sent me a save-the-date note. He's promising that if he gets invited, he'll try to bring a 100 of his closest friends along with him. And I am on that list, and I am pretty sure he is joking. (laughs) And in case you can't get to fulfill the commandment to shake the lulav and hold the etrog this week, you can hear me doing mine. Baruch atah Adonai, Eloheinu melech haolam, asher kitshanem b'mitzvotav v'tzivanu al nantilat lulav. (laughs) 